Today we have a sweet podcast lined up for you. We're going to be talking about dead rock singers, killer proms, stuntmen, emergency rescuers, beavers who play instruments, and the leader of a band, and much more. We'll be right back after our intro, so don't go away. to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a Swatch Watch, was crazy about Max Headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to another totally awesome episode of the Pop Ninja Podcast. I'm Patrick Bennett. Coming to you from the swamplands of Southwest Louisiana and joining me over Zoom from her bed and breakfast in Pennsylvania is my lovely co-host, Miss Lisa Everett. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Patrick. Hey. Hey. I, I got my evil lair going on now. What happened oh, to my evil lair? Well, you're, you're kind of remodeling right now. So you're, you're, no, no, evil, you're putting evil. the evil back into it. I put the evil in it. <laughs> yeah. It's evil. Yeah. It's evil. Right. Did you see my pictures? Yeah, it's evil. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's right for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. So, so joining me from her evil lair in Pennsylvania. That's more like it. Miss <laughs> yeah. Lisa Everett. Hey, Lisa. Hey. You know what? I'm going to ask yeah. you something. I just want you to tell me right off. Yeah. You want to play a game? Yeah. All right. A trivia game? <laughs> yeah. It's time once again for a round of Super Retro Trivia. Sit down, strap on that thinking cap, and get ready to go. In five, four, three, two, one. All right, I'm going to ask you three questions. And uh, they're all from the 80s. All right, 80s stuff. All right, number one, in 1981... What was the name of the TV series that was a spinoff of the Dukes of Hazard? Oh. Oh, anus. Yay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. That's yeah. The ticket. Yeah. Got it. Do you, do you remember the Dukes? Uh, I think it was called the Dukes. It was a cartoon of the Dukes of Hazard. No. Yeah, and the cast did the uh, the voice. Oh no! Yeah, um, no, but Saturday, you know what Saturday I was mornings. thinking when you said that it, it that 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 uh, whole thing with the cousins that play, that stepped oh, in and, yeah. when they went on strike that was going through my head, and I was thinking yeah. when you said spinoff, I was uh, my my brain was spinning. Okay, gotcha. yeah. Oh, oh, Coy and, uh, I had to Coy think about it, and then I was thinking who was else was in the show. Yeah, that didn't 
anus, 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 yeah. anus. You know, it did not go <laughs> very well, right? Uh, no, I think it lasts one, one season. Say, anus, 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 and yeah. I said anus. I'm going to watch anus tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. You ready for another one? Yeah. Number two. What soda pop recipe did Forrest Gump event? Invent. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, Forrest Gump. He's not 70s or 80s. What are you doing today? Well, the book came out earlier than the movie, and this is oh, actually from. Read the, read the this book. is actually from Absolutely. the book. I hate that movie. I'm like the only person. Hates what it. you hate, what? Forrest he, Gump? I do hate that movie. Oh um, my goodness! What I a great film. Yeah, I know. Well, it says so. It says like uh, only hundreds of millions of people, but minus me. Okay, so um. This yeah, uh, this part was in the book only, so if you didn't read the book like I did, I'll a book. So I'll say, and the book was in the, and, and this scene in the book is, is set in the eighties. So somebody uh, out there might know. anybody yeah, read the yeah. book? The book had a monkey. Uh, Doctor Pepper. <laughs> did, did you know the book had he had a sidekick? It was a monkey. <laughs> no, oh, wait, <laughs> and he went into space. Any which way, that's any which way but loose. No, <laughs> no, no. Just Forrest okay. Gump, and he went into space uh, too. In the book. Yeah, yeah. There's a okay. lot of stuff that didn't make it to that's, the movie. That's too much weirdness, and you know, yeah. Okay, All so right. um, is it it was it's a real it's a real soda that's like exists to this day? Yes, it's a, it's a fake soda. It's a real no, soda. It's a real soda. So, came out in the eighties. It did come out in the eighties. Forrest oh. Gump invented it. The recipe for it. Forrest Gump, what what come out in the eighties? Um, I'm saying Dr Pepper, but I think Dr Pepper come out way oh. before that. It was New Coke. New Coke. But he invented the new recipe. He yep. invented New Coke when there's already Coke. Because he made the recipe yeah. for it and they yeah, tasted he it. He, he did. He did. He didn't. He couldn't. He did. He can't. You can't do that. Didn't you see when they did that in real, real life when they made the new Coke and everybody protested and they wanted the yep. old Coke? So then they had to bring back the old Coke. It was Forrest's fault. Yep. Yeah, I, you can't. I don't think you can invent something that was already invented. You, you ha, can. You can't really. Well, he didn't um, invent old invent Coke. It. He invented new Coke. It's okay, well, that's a whole new drink. Coke. Yeah, it okay. was. It was new Coke. He should have called it Gump. Gump. Uh, gump soda. <laughs> gump soda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. So I, you don't. You don't like that. That trivia question. I don't care. Like that. Yeah. I'm. I'm okay. All right. I can't. I can't be good at everything. <laughs> Number three. What 80s yeah. movie had Mark Singer communicating with animals? Oh, The Beastmaster. There you go. Okay, right. now you're back on track. All right. Get off the gump train. Yeah. Well, I want to okay. ask you something else. You've got a lot of gumption. Yeah. Conjunction, <laughs> junction. What's your gumption? Yeah. I want to ask you something else. Yeah. Did you ever watch the 1983 movie Eddie and the Cruisers? Oh, I did. You know, um, did you it, like it? Uh, when I finally saw it, I don't know why I never watched it. My mom used to watch it all the time. She loved it and she talked about it and she loved it. And I never saw it until maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe I saw it for the first time. No sense in ever playing music again, sir. It was 18 years ago that a turquoise Chevy convertible went off the Raritan Bridge. Its driver was Eddie Wilson of Eddie and the Cruisers. His body was never found. 
You ever wonder what it might have been like if he was still around? I used to wonder. It ate me up. And some nights it's like Eddie's still alive. Yet he died, the cruisers died with him. There was magic in the night. A sweet love song. Frank, what happened that last night at the recording studio? The night that he died. There's no way on earth I'd go into that with you. To your hearts filled with dreams. To walk away. Last night, there was a car sitting in my driveway. Just like Eddie's. Blink the headlights high and low and high again. Just like Eddie. Eddie? I loved it. And I and I did love it. You yeah. know, and yeah, and um I didn't it, see it at the movies though. I saw it on VHS as soon as it came out. Yeah. Do you remember um did you remember the, the guy Eddie Wilson on the rewind who was named Eddie Wilson? Yes, that I was, do. That was Wes. Um and he came up here. He came up to I, I talked to him. He said he was from Texas. He huh. came up to go to um one of the Chiller Theater Monster Manias, um, and we met Michael Perret. Yeah, that's cool. He was dressed like Eddie from Eddie and the Cruisers, and he actually went to some of the set locations from the movie. So he, um, he went to like the uh, there's a pier or something, and he went to was down in that area, and um, he had a a, a a a soundtrack from the. I, and I actually have the Eddie and the Cruisers soundtrack on LP record too. Yeah. All right. Well, we're talking about the movie. It. Yeah. Sorry, Michael Perry. In a long time, so I I know. Uh, I can remember parts of it, so I'm I'm I'll be glad for a refresher. All right, start. Michael Perret is Eddie Wilson. Tom Berenger was in it. Uh, Joe, uh, how do you say his name? Penta Leono or Matthew, Matthew Lawrence, John Stockwell from Christine was in it, and Ellen Barkin. And anyway, uh, Ellen Barkin, she was uh, she played this television reporter who investigates the mysterious death of rock legend Eddie Wilson of the fabulous band Eddie and the Cruisers, who Eddie drove off of a bridge 18 years ago and his body was never found. So Ellen, you know, it's kind of like, remember how people used to say that they thought Elvis was still alive? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's where they got the idea for this because uh, yeah. Eddie was so popular and, you know, he, he couldn't leave his house because of paparazzi and he, he was just, uh, I don't know, it, it was getting to him. So, so, I think I, so I hadn't seen it in a long time. So like, it, it's all about like flash and back. Well, that like was the flashback. cool thing about it. The, the movie was told through flashbacks from the reporter going around interviewing the band, 
that made up the cruisers and they okay. tell the story. So you kind of, you're kind of set in two different time periods. Right. It okay, goes back it's in the eighties and then it jumps back to the sixties and then back to the eighties. So, uh, you know, uh, many people think that Eddie lives, but uh, there's a lot of them that don't. So this reporter sets out to, uh, to kind of dig into it and see if she can uncover the, the truth. Is Eddie still out there? You know, did, did Eddie live or is Eddie dead? And, uh, you know, we talk about the flashbacks and uh, it, since Eddie's death, the band members, they've each gone their, their separate ways and, you know, they have occupations now and stuff. And, uh, but the band is hotter now than it ever was because of the rumors of a secret unreleased album that was on, you know, some tapes that they recorded and no one ever knew about this uh, album. And, you know, here it is supposed to exist now. And uh, so she's on to this and, and, and the rumors are getting everybody fired up. So they're all listening to Eddie and the Cruisers again. All right. But, uh, and then the public's eagerly awaiting to hear these never before heard recordings. So uh, I thought it was a very well-written film, well-acted. I, I mean, Tom Berenger and Michael Perret, I, I love those two guys. I thought they were just incredible in this movie. And uh, you still there? You with me? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm listening because I'm picturing it in my head and, and some of the scenes are coming back to me. And I know there's that dark-haired girl in it that was his girlfriend. Yeah, she was in the band. Yeah, but she yeah. kind of was with the other guy too. No, I, I, you know. Yeah, and then there's isn't there like a whole backstory? Someone's trying to get the um. Yeah, somebody's, somebody's trying. trying to, they're ransacking the, the people's houses, trying to find those tapes. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's what it is. And you keep isn't his isn't there a car? Isn't there a car in it that keeps showing up? And they think it's Eddie's car. Yeah, yeah. They don't know if it's Eddie or and the girlfriend. It's like an old car. You she know, thinks it's like, Eddie. Mm-hmm. And. They think Eddie's breaking in the houses looking for the tapes. Uh, and I know who it turns out. Yeah, there's some is, twists so I, and stuff. Uh, yeah. But um, John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown band, they, they did the entire soundtrack for this movie. And, and, uh, and, and Michael Perry lip synced it all. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Un- unlike other bands doing soundtracks in other films, th- this was kind of unique because uh, Cafferty portrayed Michael Perry's voice when he was uh, Eddie Wilson singing on stage. So and I thought the voice uh, matched up well. I mean, that's what I would expect Michael Perry to sound like if he was singing, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think they did a great job. I mean, you know, th- they couldn't use somebody like Tom Petty or <laughs> it just wouldn't match. No. You know? So yeah. I thought they nailed it with John Cafferty. I did, yeah, and, uh, you're right. But yeah, I absolutely love this movie. Uh, I love the soundtrack. And a couple of the songs from it are uh, on my phone playlist, you know, on my phone. And uh, I listen to them like weekly in my car. I, I still love the soundtrack. Is that on the dark side? Yeah, that's one of them. What's the others? Well, we're going to get to that in oh, oh, okay. a little bit. Down the, down the road here? Yeah. We're going to cru- we'll cruise, on by, cruise on down the road to the music later. Okay. So uh, yeah. that, that's all I want to say about Eddie. I'm not going to blow the ending. You know, is Eddie alive? Is Eddie dead? What's really going on with this mysterious yeah, guy? The, you know? There is a sequel. Well, yeah, there is. Yeah, and... I can't, I don't know anything about the sequel. I don't think I ever saw the sequel, but isn't it called Eddie lives? Isn't yeah. that what it's called? But okay, folks, there, there you go. You don't have no, to know, but you don't, but you, I don't you think you, you, I don't think that you know that he's still alive though, even oh, in the second one. Oh, there you go, right? folks. Save no. yourself the trouble of watching. No, it. no, 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 no. Lisa just I didn't told say, you what to no, expect. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, because you don't know. You don't really know. 
And I no. don't even think you know in the second one because I didn't see it, but I don't know what it's no, about. No, you pretty know. much know. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. Okay, well, it could be somebody pretending to be him like they're pretending to could be him be. in the first one. Could be. So I didn't really ruin it. I, I'll tell that. you, I like the and second one. All you'd have one. to do is look it up to see if the second one had Michael Perry in it, which I don't think it does, does it? Is he in it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, then I guess I don't know. Then I, have, are there only one, one, is there only one sequel? Yeah. And now I have to see the sequel. You know, I, I liked was it. Was it good? But it was all right. I liked it, but I had one huge problem with it. And I don't want to get into it right now. Okay. Well, how will I ever know? I have I have Eddie Necruiser somewhere around here. I it's been a long time since I saw it, but it was kind of like a like a thriller too, you know. I mean, like a like a suspense. Yeah. A lot of suspense. Like a like a whodunit. Yeah. 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 And honestly, wasn't he wasn't really in the movie that much, was he? A little bit. Well, just the flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there, I mean, there was a lot of. Yeah, the other characters are in the flashbacks and the 80 scenes. You yeah. Know, so, mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah, you're right. He, he's just in the flashbacks. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I could just know the girl. Didn't they Didn't they meet? Did they play in a college or something like that? There was a, a college at the <laughs> yeah. beginning that she was, they were in and um, he went to sing there and I forget something happened. And uh, have you seen this like many, many times? I have over the years. Yeah. It's been a while, though, but I need to go back oh, and okay. watch it. Yeah, I remember my mom used to watch it all the time. She loved it. Yeah, you know? And I don't know why I never just sat there and watched it. And I don't know if it was because maybe I just wasn't, I was thinking because she was really digging it that it was it's set in the 60s. And that's why like she liked it because that was her time, you know. And and I thought maybe I wouldn't relate to it. But, you know, I, I liked it too, you know. Um, but, yeah, meeting Michael Pere and with um, Wes, he, Wes was like um, shaking all over the place and, it was just, and I, and I told Michael Bray, I said, he come all the way from Texas to meet you, you know? And he's like, oh, you know, <laughs> it was like, it was, it, cause I thought he should know, like that somebody put that much effort into meeting him, you know? So that was pretty cool. So he's one of my yeah. Facebook friends. You can, cool. You can friend him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Streets of Fire. Yeah. And the greatest American hero. He was yep. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I yeah, maybe I hope he don't listen to so I gave everything away. <laughs> you know, it's like shut up. You know, it's like okay. So, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Maybe I shouldn't have commented. Nope, that's it. Just oh. want to say if you haven't seen it, you know it's a, it's a good uh, it's a good flick, mm -hmm. and, and it's rare that I like movies that, that don't have a lot of uh, you know aliens or, yeah. or Bigfoot or something. So, but yeah. this this is one of the, of the exceptions that I like. Yeah, I know it's kind of a little surprise, but it's kind of a guy movie, you know. So yeah, you know, um, yeah. So I um, I don't know if you're gonna relate well to what I, where I'm going with mine, but um, I, can I should I talk about it now? Nah, let's just skip it. No, well, of course you should talk about it. <laughs> okay, all right. I changed my movie a couple times, but I finally ended up with Carrie. Um, because I'm, I want to kind of get into the scary stuff since it's fall and we're getting close, getting closer and closer to Halloween. So I, I'm kind of picking, you know, scary movies right now. And I can't believe that I never talked about this movie, but um, it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Um, it's a It's from 1976. It's a, an American supernatural horror film directed by Brian De Palma. Yeah. And it was adapted from Stephen King's 1974 novel of the same name. 
right, 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 right there, you know it's going to be a hit. You know, you got the Palmer and King. It's the night of the senior prom. The Bates High School gym is alive with excitement. Everybody is there, even Carrie White, the girl no one likes. We're all sorry about this incident, Cassie. It's Carrie. And everyone makes fun of her. The girl who lives in that creepy house with her crazy mother. Help the silly woman see the sin of her days and ways. Show her that if she had remained sinless, the curse of blood would never have come on her. The girl with the strange power. If I concentrate hard enough, I can move things. But tonight, no one will laugh at Carrie. If you don't have a date to the prom next Friday, would you like to go with me? She's with the best-looking boy in the senior class. He's trying to trick me again. She'll be voted queen of the prom. You know, I can make sure that you don't hurt Carrie White anymore. For Carrie, it will be a dream come true. For everyone else, it will be a nightmare. <coughs> Carrie. <coughs> a new film by Brian De Palma. Based on the chilling bestseller. Starring Sissy Spacek, Piper Laurie, and introducing John Travolta in his first motion picture role. If you have a taste for terror, you have a date with Carrie. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Not all. Of, I mean, I actually do. I can't. I was gonna say I don't like all of Stephen King's movies that they they remade, but I do like a lot of them, like Cujo and Christine. He he had a lot of one name uh, movies that uh, or books or whatever that begin with C. Huh. You know, Christine, Carrie. Never thought about it. After Girls too. Even you know. And Cujo, yeah, Cujo. It's a nice girl's name. Up with the name Cujo, but we will talk about Cujo later. But um. Okay, but this is this stars uh, Sissy Spacek as Carrie White, and she plays a shy 16-year-old who's constantly mocked and bullied at school. And it features Piper Laurie, um, Amy Irvin, um, Nancy Nancy Allen, William Cat, P.J. Souls, Betty Buckley, and John Travolta all have supporting roles in this movie. And it's the first film in the Carrie franchise, which they've remade it, and I've never watched any of the remakes, but this this one's fantastic. And it it actually became a it, like a really big commercial uh, success because it grossed over thirty three point eight million dollars against its one point eight million dollar budget, so that's pretty good. And it was nominated for um, it was it was nominated. It had two nominations at the 49th um, Academy Awards for Best Actress for Sissy Spacek and Best Supporting Actress for Piper Laurie. Um, so I mean that's that's pretty great for a uh, horror movie to get. I don't even know if that's ever been done, you know, like with horror movies, they don't usually get Academy Awards, you know? So um, that was pretty cool. Now the movie itself, I mean, you know, you know, I, the beginning scene of that movie, when she gets her period while taking a shower in gym class, that is a traumatic movie moment, you know? I mean, I've never seen anything like it, you know? And I, I remember like being a teenager and having to take showers in gym class and I don't even think they do that anymore, but um, 
you know, we had to do that. And I don't even know, we never hung out in the shower. Like they, she, they were soaping all up like that because the whole thing was just was humiliating and you ran in there and ran back out and um, were barely in the shower. So, but I don't even think they do that, but that was like the part of gym class that I absolutely hated because it just was just, ugh, you know, but um, they start picking on her because she's, she's got this weird, like kooky religious fanatic mother who has never uh, like explained stuff like that, just about life. She, and Carrie's like very ignorant about things. She, she's very socially awkward. She, she's odd, you know, she, she, her mom never told her about like getting your period and stuff like that. So she thinks she's dying. She thinks she's bleed. She sees blood and she's like, thinks she's, you know, something's wrong with her, you know, which is kind of sad, you know, but the whole movie is, is about, she's got the power of telekinesis and she can move stuff with her mind. So if she gets like agitated, you know, things happen, like even in that beginning scene, like she, they, when they're throwing stuff at her and she um, kind of freaks out and the light bulb bursts out, you know, so um, you can kind of see it starting, you know, there, but um, Betty Buckley's in it and she plays the gym teacher and she's real sympathetic to Carrie. Um, she punishes all these mean girls by making them take detention, but it, they have to take her detention and what, which is like whatever exercise she wants to torture them with. And otherwise they have to give up their prom tickets. So one of the really mean girls, her, her name is Chris and that's played by Nancy Allen. Um, she, she's, she don't, she don't want to do any of it, you know, but um, there's another girl that's Sue, that's Amy Irving and she's really nice to Carrie, you know? And so um, she, you know, she talks, she talks her boyfriend who's Tommy Ross, who's played by William Catt from the greatest American hero. She talks uh, him into taking Carrie to the prom to kind of make her feel better about herself. And John Travolta is in it and he plays Chris's boyfriend. And, you know, Chris runs her mouth off to Betty Buckley and she gets um, thrown out of the prom. So then she's out to get Carrie because uh, she thinks it's Carrie's fault that they, she, she's out of the prom. You know, so she's like seeking like some kind of revenge against her, you know? So all, all the way through this movie, the, the mother is like completely bonkers. You know, she, she throws a drink in Carrie's face. She's always locking her in the closet to pray. She, she never lets her have any friends. It's, it's really sad, you know, but um, Carrie ends up going to the prom and she makes her own dress. She looks beautiful. Um, but this Chris, she wants to take revenge on her, you know, and so they, she gets John Travolta to go out there and they, they kill a pig and they put all his blood in a bucket and they rig it to fall out on Carrie at the prom when Carrie and Tommy are crowned prom king and queen. And they, they're hiding underneath the, the gym floor with a rope um, to pull the, the, the bucket, you know, and um, that's what they do. And, and the blood falls all over Carrie and Tommy gets hit in the head with the bucket and he's knocked out. And then Carrie thinks that all the kids are laughing at her and she goes berserk and she locks all the doors with her powers and she starts ripping the place apart and it gets set on fire. And then, but, but somehow she, she ends up getting out of the gym and she's towards the end there, she's, she's walking home and Chris and Billy, they had gotten out before the doors had locked and they, and they got out before, you know, all that broke loose in there. And um, they see her on the road and they're driving towards her and they go to swerve to hit her with the car and she turns around and makes them wreck. Um, and it's just, it's a really good movie. Like, I love that scene in the gym and they do like a split screen. Like, you've seen it, right? Yep. I did ask you that, right? Nope. Do you like this movie? Yep. I didn't ask it. You nope. like it? Yep. Okay. Yeah. See, for the 70s, I think like the special effects for it with like working with fire and doing all that stuff. I mean, I don't know how they, they did that. And then that there's this whole scene in the movie where they, they split the screen and you can see what's happening to the people and you can see her face 
and you can see her like looking around and um and and doing all these things and 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 and, and Betty Buckley ends up getting crushed at the prom and it's it's sad because it's like she just thinks everybody she just in her head thinks everybody is out to get her you know and then she gets home and she's like totally covered in blood she goes up to take a bath and her mom's like hiding behind the door and <laughs> she when she gets out of the bathroom her mom like hugs her and then she stabs her in the back with a butcher knife you know and it's like she falls down falls down the steps it's just it's just a creepy movie and um you know I'll leave it there, <laughs> you know, because the very end scene of that movie, there's like a scene in the movie and um, the girl, that, that girl, Sue, she is the only one that survives because she didn't go to the prom because everybody else gets killed at the prom, you know? And so she's like having a dream at the end of the, at, at the, of the movie. And um, it's, that's, there's a scene at the very, very end that had just traumatized me for life. So I don't know if you'll know what I'm talking about, but. Yep you know what i'm talking about okay i do okay so you know i i i have no desire to see the remakes of the movie you know i i think that um you know i read that um that brian de palma's first choice for the role of carrie was this was betsy slade who i don't even know who she is i never heard of her ever but they said she was in a role in, in a film called our time from 1974 but Sissy Spacek wanted this role so bad, um, and she backed out of doing a television commercial. And she that she was scheduled to film, and she rubbed Vaseline in her hair, and she left her face unwashed. And she arrived uh, for her screen test in a sailor's dress, which her mother had made for her in the seventh grade, with the hem cut off. Hmm. You know, and that, I mean, so she really pushed for it. And Nancy Allen was the last to audition. And her audition came just as she was like on the verge of leaving Hollywood. And, you know, I guess she stuck around, you know, and then uh, her and Brian De Palma actually were married. Really? If you know that. Yeah. Did not. Yeah. There's some trivia for you. I liked uh, Brian De Palma's uh, other movies, you know, like Untouchables and Scarface. Well, he was, she, well, Nancy Allen was in Blowout. She was in Dress Robo-Cop. to Kill. And Robocop, yeah. So she made a lot of movies, you know. With yeah, him. and yeah, he yeah he directed her in Dress to Kill. I remember that. Yeah, she's she played the prostitute in Dress to Kill, and then she was in she was a prostitute in Blowout too. And yeah, Dress to Kill was a creepy movie for back then. I can remember it on TV, and it was very um, violent, you know. But strange, and so was Body Double. Body Double was a really yeah, another one he weird, did. Weird movie. It was weird, you know. Yeah, it gives me the creeps though. There's parts of that movie that like are like a remind me of like a creepy dream or something. Like they don't like I don't know what he was thinking, you know, because it was so odd. You know, I remember did you see Body Double? Yeah. So weird with that guy that's like the Indian guy and he has like that, you know, but it's this guy wearing a mask, you know, it's like, yeah, it was weird. So do you have anything you want to add about Carrie? Wanna say no, no, you covered it all. Oh, do you even like it? Yeah, it's a good movie. Oh, okay. Did you ever see the remakes? I did. I saw the remake at the theater. Oh. Did you like them? Yeah, it's all right. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That movie is like how old now? Look how old it is. You know, it's it's darn near near 50, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and I, I really, I don't know if you knew this or not, but the lady that played Amy Ir- Irving, or Amy Irving's mother in the movie is her real life mother in real life. Oh, that's cool. That's another trivia. Yeah. 
I always knew that because that lady that was the actress in it, she was on, I think she was on Dallas for a while too, but she was an actress in a lot of stuff, you know, but that was Amy Irving's real life mom. But yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the mother is, is cuckoo, you know, and it's like, she, she's just mental, you know, and she, she keeps, you know, she, she just keeps Carrie like from having any kind of life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She likes Cocoa Puffs too. Yeah, she does. She's a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I highly recommend it. I don't know how anybody could have never seen it, but if you haven't, go watch it. Yep. For Halloween. Yeah. So, okay. Want to talk TV? Yeah, let's talk about some TV. I want to talk about that unknown stuntman that made a lover out of Bert. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building time in school but i told ladies plenty it's true i hire my body out for pay hey hey i've gotten burned over cheryl teague's blown up for rocky welch but when i wind up in the hay it's only hay hey hey i'm a jump an open drawbridge So I'm talking about the Fall Guy from 1981. Yeah. Did you ever watch Fall Guy? No. What? I have it. Get I have it on here. DVD, but I've never watched it. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah You're this talking is, Lee uh, Majors. Starred Lee Majors, my from, from my favorite TV series of all time, Six Million Dollar Man. I know. And yeah, it, it, it lasted like five seasons. It came on ABC yeah. and uh, it was created by Glenn Larson, who brought us hits like uh, Knight Rider, Battlestar Galactica, Magnum P.I. and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, but it starred Lee Majors. It starred Douglas Barr and the beautiful Heather Thomas. Yeah. And it was uh, pretty much it was the adventures of like, uh, um, they, they were Hollywood uh Lee Majors and Douglas Barr. They're they were guys, stuntmen. right? Yeah. Yeah. And Lee Majors, his name was Colt Seavers. And uh, they would moonlight as bounty hunters when they weren't doing stunt work. And uh, But Lee Majors sang the opening song, which is pretty crazy. And what's funny about it is he mentions his ex-wife, Farrah Fawcett, in the song. He does? What's he say? You don't remember the song? I don't never watch the show. How could I remember uh, the song? Oh, okay. I'm going to play it. Are you going to sing it? I'm going to play it for you. Oh, you're okay. going to put it in there? All right. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, you know, he actually sang that song in the Bionic Woman with when the 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 oh the yeah that yeah about Jamie yeah yeah it was pretty lamey <laughs> <laughs> it's <was> very lamey <laughs> yeah yeah but, uh, yeah I remember that it's like Clint Eastwood singing you know yeah I'll, yeah. I'll tell you um another person that was in the cast was Marky Post who uh, you know we just lost here uh, last month I didn't realize she was in this. Yeah, yeah, she's in it. Oh. But uh, I'll tell you, Lee Majors drove the coolest truck ever on the show. It, it was this GMC four-wheel drive pickup. It had, like, roll bars and floodlights. And, oh, I love that truck. And I went to a, uh, a John Schneider Studios here in Louisiana. I went to one of his uh, events, and he had, like, a car show, and they had movie cars and stuff. And somebody had a, a GMC truck that looked like Fall Guys. That's pretty cool. Wow. Love that yeah. truck. But um, but in the scenes of like when it, when it shows Lee Majors and them doing the uh, stunts on a Hollywood set, uh, they actually use footage from other TV shows and movies, pretending that Lee Majors is the one doing the stunts. You know, they'll they'll oh. show that clip and then they'll cut away and show him getting out of the car like after the stunt ended or something. You know, so so they use a lot of uh, stock footage For from real? other movies. Oh, yeah. okay, like okay, like re- like real other movies that you know. Yeah. Oh. Like they shoved him in like uh, some major movie. Like he, he could have been Indiana Jones, bro. You knew. You well, know? this took place before, you know. Oh, well, the eighties. Yeah, this 80s? is before Indiana Jones, or it might have been right at the time. But they never had any Indiana Jones scene in in. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I just I'm no, you're just, not. You're not kidding. kidding. I, I know yes, how I you are. No, you're no, not. I, no, I yes, I am. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying he could have been. But yeah, but before, for instance, like they might uh. They might have shown Smokey oh, 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 the Bandit. He, he could have been that guy in 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 um in terms of endearment, but I know who this is. I think his name is Star Robinson. He was a famous like stunt guy, and he did the scene in terms of endearment, which you never would have seen. But he where he was driving the um uh Corvette along the beach and doing Jack Nicholson, you know, and driving with his foot. But that could have been Lee Majors. They could have made it him be the stunt guy in that, and then it turned into Lee Majors. Yeah, something like that. But it, that which never happened, but it could have. Anyway, it was, okay. a, it was a great show. Uh, liked it a lot. Watch it. Yeah, you should. And I, and, uh, I bought it for Jordan. I think, I don't know if I bought which season I bought. I, mean, I think I bought season two, like I just did with you and Simon and Simon and thought I would get the first one and, and watch it first and get it. And then I never got it, you know? So um, I think that's what happened. And so I keep thinking like, I need to get the first one first since I've never seen any of them. I can't just pick up in the middle. You know, yeah. have you seen the whole show? Like you, you could, because you'd know where you were starting from. You know, and um, Heather Thomas. Wow, mm-hmm. I fell in yeah. love. Yeah, yeah. I remember having your, had that poster. poster. Yeah, and then your mom went in and drew. Yeah, my mom <laughs> t-shirt and shorts. Yeah, that one had Thomas. Okay, your pink bikini. <laughs> but I, th- I liked. Uh, Lee Major's name on here, Colt Seavers. I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, Colt. Change your name. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Colt Bennett. Patrick. Patrick. Colt Bennett. Oh, you went the Colt part. Yeah, not Seavers. Not the Patrick Seavers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that doesn't sound cool, Patrick Seavers. Oh, Colt Normal Bennett name. is pretty good. Yes, I I have a cousin that just changed his name. His name's Colt Bennett. No, he changed it to Bennett. He did change his name to Bennett. I didn't know where he picked Bennett from. And I thought, you know, see, you already have a cool last name. There are people out there that are changing their names to your last name and you don't even know it. Yeah. That's right. 
my cousin. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, who does that. I mean, he didn't like his last name. His wife didn't like her last name. So they picked a new last name out of nowhere. And now that's who they are. There you are. Yeah, okay. What, what, whatever. Pretty so, cool. Yeah. All right. Any more? I can't add to that. I don't, I don't. Uh... Yeah. Just watch it. You'll like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So this is my show. I, I don't know why I never talked about it ever before because it's like one of the, it's like really cool, awesome show, you know? So my show is Emergency. exclamation point on the end <laughs> you know so you know it's an emergency you know yep. when they put the exclamation they mean they mean business <laughs> yeah they, they did you know and i love that show and it was one of my brother's favorite shows in fact i think he um has the emergency response siren for his um ringtone on his, his phone you know so it was on for six seasons um it was an american television series that combined uh, medical drama and action adventure and um, it, it, it debuted um, on NBC. It was a mid-season replacement um, for a really short-lived situation comedy called The Partners and The Good Life. And, and it ran for 122 episodes until May 28th of 1977. So, um, yeah, you know, um, and, you know, there is a ton of information about emergency. Okay, like tons of stuff because they talk about like how like you know where they got the, the all the equipment for it and you know the, the they made a fake setup for the um well they actually used a, a real hospital in the opening scenes like this real hospital but then like they then they had to like um it, it's called Rampart General Hospital have you have you seen Emergency you've seen oh it, yeah right? I used to watch it with my dad oh did you like it yeah it's pretty good okay it starred Randolph Mantooth. What talk about a name? How about that name, Randolph Mantooth? Yeah, Mantooth. I, would, I would have to change my name. <laughs> you change your to name, Colt Mantooth. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <To> Bigfoot Mantooth. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, and Kevin Ty, you know, and they were the two rescue rescuers, and they worked as paramedics and firefighters in the Los Angeles area, and um, they formed the Squad Fifty One. And they were uh, a medical and rescue unit in the Los Angeles uh, County Fire Department. And they worked at the fictional Rampart General Hospital uh, with the medical staff. And that was portrayed by Robert Fuller, Julie London, and Bobby Troop. And I don't know if you know that Julie London and Bobby Troop um, were married in real life. Didn't know. Do you know hey, I, I, met, I met Robert uh, Fuller before. Did you? Is he still alive now? He is. He might not be. Is no, he? He's yep. be old. They're, Julie London and Bobby Troop are both dead. And they had a daughter named... Um, Mantooth, Kelly, Kelly Mantooth, who is Jill Schlowens, was her best friend. Really, and she died young, and Jill did a um, a uh, DVD, a music DVD in in her memory. Yeah, huh. yeah, and I didn't know that they grew up in the same neighborhood together. So yeah, but um, yeah, Emergency was created and produced by Jack Webb and Robert A. Schneider, and um, and. And they had created police dramas, the police dramas, Adam 12 and Dragnet. Which is that from? Dragnet? Dragnet, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, and so there's just like um, there, there's just like a ton of information about emergency. I mean, they like 30 years after they de debuted, um, the Smithsonian Institute accepted emergency memorabilia into its National um, Museum of American History, um, and 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 it, that included like the firefighters' helmets, um, their defibrillator, um, and you know so like it's part of the Smithsonian. So I relate to it because. My mom was an EMT and a nurse, and I used to hang out down at the ambulance station with her in the late 80s. And my brother and my dad were firemen. My dad was a fireman for 42 years. My brother's the assistant chief at Punxsie, and he's he saved many lives. He's a first responder. You know, I was a fire queen, I, and I threw candy at the kids, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, up on the trucks in the parades, which I thought was fun, you know. You, you ever hit them? Not on purpose. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I never got any round over either. So, um yeah, but you know, I you know, I I was just watching this news show on how EMTs they make no money at all. Like one guy was saying, all the people that he's been working around with COVID, um, you know, have given him like free free pizza and stuff. But he said he doesn't even have health insurance for himself because it's not provided where he works and he can't afford it through the marketplace. And I think it's crazy that these people that are are saving you know our lives they don't get paid. And so this is one of the places where our system is like totally broken because e EMTs. You know, first responders, they're, they're the first people to get to an accident to save your life before a doctor can take over. What do you so, mean they don't get paid? I got a friend that's get, an EMT. No, he, no, I mean paid well. He makes they like 50-something thousand. Well, but, I guess it also depends on the area, but like, but still, for what they're doing, they're putting their life on there. They go into these really dangerous situations. They go can go into a school shooting. They could go into a wreck or a building being collapsed. And, you know, that's still not a lot of money because look at what doctors are paid. And these people have to keep the people alive to get them to the doctor. You know, they're the first person to get to you. And if they don't do what they have to do, you're a goner right off the bat, you know? So, um, you know, I just, there's a lot of, I, I know my mom barely made minimum wage, you know, when she was an EMT. So I, I know a lot of places, it depends on how they're funded and, and, and who funds them because that in itself is the whole giant screwed up system, you know, in our healthcare, you know, so, you know, and if they, they, they can't even like this guy was talking, like he can't even get insurance, like, you know, and he's putting himself in danger and he can't even, um, you know, if, if he gets hurt, what's he going to do? You know, I don't understand why he can't people. get insurance though. Um, it's because he, he's, he's like right in that middle group of people that um, are like too, they make um, not enough money um, to, or they, or some places they, you know, I mean, my friend that's at EMT works for a company and that company, you know, they have an yeah, interest. Yeah, but they don't plan. all, they all don't do that. They're not, not like that. Hmm. They're not all like that. They're all, some, some are funded through the, the township or some are funded by private, uh, you know, you know, whatever, like they're not, they're all completely different. There's no actual like um, main, like, you know, like thing for, for, you know, the EMS um, services and it, it's all different in, in every single town and every single city in every single state you know oh, it's all they need to, different they need to unionize they need to, yeah, they need to get union. it together because i mean it's that's that's a bummer you know but i mean you know this is this this was this show was like the beginning of like the whole ems um service you know this is when it was just like this is get, getting into effect you know that's what what uh made this so um you know it, it made it it's so exciting you know because it was like a new thing you know so um, there's just, there's a whole lot of information about like the whole, um, you know, sets of it and all of that, but you know, it, that would take me forever to, 
get into. So I'll just say that it was very realistic. You know, it, it, it you know, you could have learned from that show, like learned how to do like CPR on somebody, you know, just by watching the show, you know, you can learn how to like, you know, um, you know, what do you do for a snake bite or something, you know, because those are things that like people should know if they're going to like be out there in the world and be, you know, you know what I mean? Like what to do in, a, in an emergency, you know, most yep. people don't, don't know what to do. So I, I love the show. And I, you know, I think it's part of the reason, like my brother watched it a lot and liked it. And with my dad and everything, like that's, you know, those, those guys were role models, which you don't see that on TV. You don't see guys that are role models, just like the guys on chips. They were cops that were good. You know, they, they portrayed, you know, these good guys, you know, and these guys were really, really good guys. Uh, and that's what I really liked about it. It was very realistic, you know, like the, yeah. the whole cast. Yeah. Yeah. It I was, it. it was yeah. kind of gritty. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, real stuff. Like as if somebody took the camera along on a bad um, boys, bad boys. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but these are emergency ones. is filmed before a live audience. <laughs> yeah, uh, for right now, till till they die, <laughs> till till they get run over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, or or will they be? You know, stay tuned next week. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I loved it. Do you have anything to say? Do you want no, to I, add I, I liked it a lot. It? Yeah, that was pretty yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So go. You want to move on to your. Yeah, I want to talk about beavers that played instruments. <laughs> yeah, beavers. Oh, you're talking about Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. That's it. Okay. If anybody liked Emmett Otter, you're in the right place because we're going <laughs> to <Yeah. laughs> talk about all of his hits. All of those beavers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're talking uh, about the rival of the groundhogs that were the woodchucks that punks and Tawny. That's yeah. it. Yep. They were the beavers. Yeah. The dark side's calling out on the misery She'll never know just how I feel Out of the shadows she walks like a dream Make me feel crazy, make me feel so mean Nothing gonna save me from the love that's flying Slip to the dark side and cross out I want to talk about, we already mentioned them, uh, John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. And they started in Rhode Island. So they were an East Coast band in 1972. And, uh, you know, they, they kind of had this sort of, uh, I don't know, soulful, gritty kind of rock band sound. And I love this band. I mean, uh, I can't say that I listened to them before 80 and the Cruisers came out. But, man, when that movie came out, I got into you know the Beaver Brown band, John Cafferty. Yeah, see, I never knew them anything but this, the, the 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 movie. Yeah, but uh, so you're, you're he, saying they did other stuff. Seventy two, yeah, but uh, I'm a huge fan of this band, and I listen to them all the time. Like I said, you know, they're on my playlist on my phone, so every week I'm listening to, their, to some of their music. But uh, did you stick the Atlanta rhythm section in there too? No? <laughs> yeah, with them? yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> but I, I love all their songs, and uh, you know, they they did the uh. Eddie and the Cruiser soundtrack and uh, 
their song from that movie called, you know, on the dark side, like you mentioned, uh, it was number yeah. one on the charts for five consecutive weeks. That's how good yeah. it was. And uh, their song Tender Years from uh, yeah. that same soundtrack, that, that was a very popular one. Uh-huh. And, um, and, and, you know, Cafferty, like like we said, he was the singing voice of Michael Perret's character in the film, Eddie and the Cruisers. So uh, it was more than just a soundtrack. He was actually portraying that character also. I can't remember what John Cafferty even looked like. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think he looked anything like Michael Perret. No, he didn't look like Michael Perret. But, uh, Is he still alive? Yeah, they're still performing. Have you ever seen them? I have not, but I'd love to. I hope they come to a casino around here somewhere. Oh, okay. But, but they, they also, ever? not that I know of, but, but oh. they also did the uh, soundtrack for the sequel, Eddie Lives. And uh, they did a song on the Rocky Four soundtrack. You remember Hearts on Fire? Yeah. Yeah, they did that one. And uh, oh. but I'll tell you what, my favorite song of theirs is from the Eddie and the Cruiser soundtrack, and it's called Garden of Eden. Do you remember that one? Have you heard it? No, maybe I don't know. I'd have to hear it again. Okay, I'm gonna play right now. Okay, play it. greatest opening guitar solos i've ever heard on this song you know it, it's right up there with with bon jovi's dead or alive or dire, dire straits money for nothing stairway to heaven yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's got just a, a great intro to it but i love this song love it mm. i can see why yep but anyway okay. uh yeah that's all i gotta say about john cafferty but but uh i, I like him a lot oh i like my guy a lot too who's your guy my guy is uh, Dan Fogelberg. An only child alone and wild, a cabinet 
your son His hands were meant for different work And his heart was known to none He left his arm and went his lone In solitary way And he gave to me a gift I know I never can repay A quiet man of music Denied a simpler fate He tried to be a soldier once But his music wouldn't wait He earned his love through discipline A thundering velvet hand Gentle means of sculpting souls Took me years to understand The leader of the band is tired And his eyes are growing old But his blood runs through my instrument And his song is in my soul My life has been a poor attempt To imitate the man I love his music and it makes me really sad that he he was only 56 years old when he died. He oh, died I didn't even know he died. Huh. Yeah, he, he died. Yeah. Wow. He died in 2007. He's been a goner huh. for 14 years. Man. Yeah. Sorry to break it to you. Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, did, yeah. every year around Christmas, that one song of his pops up on the radio a lot. Old uh, Anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Same yeah. old Anxiety. Yeah, right. Anxiety. Right. Yeah, that's the one I like. But um, well, okay. He was born Daniel uh, Grayling Fogelberg. What an middle, interesting middle name. It's probably somebody's last name. But um, he was an American musician, uh, songwriter, composer. He played multiple instruments. Um, he's known for um, the, 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 a lot of 80s songs, like including Longer, you know, and Same Old Lang Syne. That, they were, that was 1980. Well, Longer was 1979, which I remember. I remember that song well. And... Um, same old, same old Lang Syne is 1980, and leader of the band that's 1982. Yeah, leader of the band. But my favorite songs of his are "The Power of Gold" and "Run for the Roses." I love those two songs. "Power of Gold" is like one of my favorite songs of all time. I love that song. Cowboy soundtrack, um, which I didn't—I never even knew that it was. It's called Times Like These. I don't—I—I'd have to look it up and listen to it because I don't—I don't remember it at all. Um, but um, he, in, 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 you know, he—he he was married three times, um, he, you know, and uh, he, he uh, from the early 1980s until he—he uh, got his cancer diagnosis. He lived in um, 
Pagosia uh, Springs in Colorado on a large working ranch, um, which he had his record studio on, which he built. You know, and then he also owned a home in Maine on Deer Isle overlooking hmm. Edgy Margin Reach. <laughs> edgy, E-G-G-E Margin Reach. I don't know. I've never heard of that. But um, he was diagnosed in 2004 with prostate cancer hmm. um, and it was already advanced. And so he was yeah. undergoing like therapy for that. And he went into partial remission. And then and he, he said that uh, in 2005, he said he had success with his cancer treatments, but then his cancer returned in 2000 and, and then in, on in 2007 he died at home hmm. and so he was he was cremated and scattered into the, the atlantic ocean you know they they scattered a lot of people into the ocean you know if i think back on you know how many different people i've read that even like um even like rue mcclanahan you know I, from golden girls you know i think she, she was she was cre a lot of people are were cremated that were celebrities they're part of they become part of the earth again you know yep so for Dan, you know, but um, um, I don't know. Do you, I don't. I, I don't know if you n know anything about him, like that you want to add to him. But um, you know, I just he 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 was really good friends with like Joe Walsh from the Eagles, and yeah. and um, you know, they did a tribute to him, like you know, t about ten years after he died, and they did a CB uh, tribute to his work. It was called Tribute to Dan Fogelbert, and and Joel Walsh was on it, and uh, Garth Brooks, and Trisha Yearwood, and Vince Gill, and Amy Grant, and Jimmy Buffett, and uh, Michael McDonald, and uh, Randy Owen, Donna Summer, Boss Gags, uh, Dobie Gray. Um, you know, so he had a lot of you know, people, you know, singing his music. But I really liked him. You know, the lead, the song leader, of the band's about his father. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind, of, it's pretty sad. It, it can make me cry that song. So. Yeah, I, I got that songs on my, my phone playlist too. I listen to it a lot. Leader of the band? Yep. Like this. Oh. Song. Well, see, you are a Dan Fogelberg. Um, yeah, fan. So um, that's all I have to say about him. Well, don't don't lose your marbles over this next topic. We're <laughs> okay. About, <right? laughs> I lost my marbles long ago. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about I think I'm missing a few marbles. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm -hmm. if you played on the playground like I did, you probably lost a lot of marbles because uh, it was fierce competition. We're going to talk about marbles. Uh, in, you know, in elementary school, we, we would go out and play each other at recess out on the playground. And uh, every boy I knew back then in, in the 70s and maybe, maybe early 80s had marbles, you know. We, we'd bring them to school. Uh, did, did you ever have marbles? I don't know how you play marbles. I never well, played marbles ever. We all had them, and, and, you know, we would carry them to school. Uh, some would carry them, like, in a, a Ziploc, or some would bring them yeah, in a lunchbox. Yeah, I found or... a marble on the way home from school one time. I found a big, giant, one of them big, they call them, like, Jaspers or whatever. They, there's the names for the marbles. They yeah. don't have, like, names to them. I don't know why that popped into my head, but, yeah. And I, I had a lot of them, and um, a, a lot of those people had, like, uh, those purple cloth bags, like crown liquor yeah. would come in and they'd be carrying that. But my yeah, grandmother, they, they had like a pulley, like a string. That, yeah. Like yeah. Draw string. Yeah. My grandma, um, she crocheted me one and, uh, I would tie the drawstrings to my belt and I'd wear it, you know, kind of like, like, uh, Billy Jack's medicine bag, carry my marbles. Yeah. Around. What did they have? A, uh, <laughs> an eagle feather and a no, did it foot and all that stuff. Or did it, all your balls fall out? Oh, just marbles in it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, 
you know, because it was a tight, a it was a tight crochet. Oh, a tight yeah. fit. Okay. Cause yeah. if it's stretched or anything, your balls will fall out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's my mental picture I have, but I, I know, um, I like the marbles that had the cat cat eyes in them. Yeah, yeah, those them. were cool. You know, they had different different looks to them, yeah. swirly, cloud looking, and stuff. But uh, but then everybody had those steel ball bearings. They call them steelies, mm -hmm. and I know everybody wanted those. And and uh, those were more powerful. I mean, you, you could uh win the game big time with with uh steelies. But uh, but we play a lot. And uh, I mean, sometimes I win. Sometimes what do you, how do you play? Like, what do you do? Like, did you have to draw a circle or something? You have to get the marble into a line or knock somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Out it's almost something. like uh, like pool. You know, like you shoot the ball and you got to hit another ball. Well, you shoot your marble with your thumb. With another marble. Oh. And you got to hit their marble. And if you hit their marble, then you, you uh, it's kind of like. Did you, you take their it's marble? Yours. Yeah, it's yours. Once oh, you, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. So, so sometimes those games are heartbreaking. You might have a marble oh. that you love, you know. And you lose and someone it. Someone took it. But then you might take somebody's steely, and you got got one. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but it was fun. You stealing all the time. You were stealing from Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Steely Dan. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. We used to play yeah. it all the time. Oh uh, no, we we played other games on the on the in the in um. Is that like a recess game and you, you drew, did you have like blacktop on the, on the ground, like pavement or co concrete or cement, you know, to, to play marbles on? We just played out in the dirt. In the dirt? Yep. Okay. We just draw a big circle uh -oh. with a stick and we play in that circle. Ah, I don't know how your, your marble would go very fast in dirt. It would get hung up on dirt, you know? Nah, it was smooth. You smooth. You need, yeah. you, you need a smoother, smoother than that. Yeah, no. We, the girls were always like playing um this, this game like where like you had to like name boys names and colors and different things and you jumped like hopscotch around the square and that sounds yeah. stupid yeah. <laughs> well i bet even no, girls it, it wow fun. the only marble that i knew about was the big blue marble the I, I earth think. is a big blue marble when you see it from out there that was a cool show i used to watch it all the time i guess you did yeah, yeah. I that brings me back I memories of like my grandma TV. would babysit for me and I would watch it uh during during the mornings. You know, it came on like with uh Captain Kangaroo and the electric company and yeah, see, I don't remember it being on TV, but it was Sesame a half hour Street. children's television program. It was on PBS from nineteen seventy-four to nineteen eighty-three. And I just remember watching it in school on TV, like on a, a TV, a, you know, like in school, like we got to watch it because it was like an educational. Uh, oh yeah so. it was very educational but yeah I, I used to watch it at my grandma's and loved it this, this had to yeah. be like pre-kindergarten you know what the big blue marble is right earth What's, yeah yeah so we I live on everybody it. know that we live on the big blue marble yeah and it was um, cool i remember it was almost like a, um it was kind of like news stories but done by kids yeah. you know and uh, yeah teach you about okay, the world it, and the, like the country very international yeah yeah. And I think they encourage kids to get like pen pals internationally. Uh, yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. I learned so much from that show about other countries and their, their, uh, you know, their, their customs and culture and stuff. It, it was uh, a yeah. good, good show for kids to watch. It, it had a lot of, um, wasn't like that stupid ecological um, stuff. Oh, big bird. Yeah. Snuffle up, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, uh, you know, I, I can't remember, I don't remember specific 
things about it, but I, I just remember like the, um, like the, yeah, the kids on there talking in, in, to other kids from around the world and stuff like that. And, and, and they think they sang the get closer theme oh, song. I remember, that. remember get closer, and get closer to the ones you love or something like that. Get closer. Archer's family. Yeah. Wasn't that, wasn't that, Everybody wasn't that get closer? Marble? Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't I remember the song. Different. I just remember yeah. that when it came on that what I was singing. Oh no, I remember the get closer. Uh, one. But they said that was if I heard it again, I'd probably remember it because I used to watch a lot. series run, so that was probably in the middle somewhere. Yeah, but there were 78 half hour episodes. That's know, a lot. So it was on I probably watched 76 it, of them. Some of the people that were on it were T Tisha Campbell. Um, oh, Tisha, yeah, and um, and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, yeah, oh, were horse it, face. Were on it. Yeah, that's what Mary says about her. Really? Yeah, she got that long yeah. horse face. Yeah, I, I agree. What Mary says that about her and about Julia Roberts. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think Julia Roberts is pretty. I say that about um, what's her name um, that everybody thinks is really pretty, but I think she has a horse face. Is that um, the one on? Um, she's the, she's um, she's with what's his name from Mary with children on. Oh, that what's show, his name? Modern yeah. Family. You know, mo was it Modern Family? Oh What's yeah. Her name. Um, she's talking about the Hispanic girl. Yeah, her. Yeah, I'm trying to think of her, her name. name. Yeah, I can't think of her name either. And um, you think she has a horse face? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No, I think she's pretty. Yeah, she's in the cheese commercials with her kid, her sons, and everything. Like yeah, that. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know why. I just you know I don't know. And there's something about her that rubs me the wrong way. But but um, anyway, yeah. Um, what were we saying? Okay. We're Come done. Big blue marble. About oh, should, we, should we give away something? Yeah, let's give away some marbles. Give a, 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 a bag of marbles. marbles. Yeah. A bag of, if you lost your marbles, we can give you some. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Do you think people want that? What do you want to give away? I don't know. What do you want to give away? You know, um, I was thinking more like a, a carry uh, DVD. Man tooth. <laughs> you know? Hey, why did you, a man do, we'll give away some man's tooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can give away my own tooth pretty soon. I'm going to get one pulled. I'll give it away as a prize. There you go. Yeah. It'll be a wool man's tooth. Whoa, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. Is Eddie and the Cruisers out? We could give away Eddie and the Cruisers. That'd be cool. On a, on a DVD. Is it out? Is it on Blu-ray? I don't know. Okay. If it's on Blu-ray, I need to get it. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know. Is it out? Is it on Blu-ray? Um, we'll find out. Stay tuned. Um, I think it is. It's on a double feature on Amazon. Eddie and the Cruisers and Eddie uh, and the Cruisers Live. Yeah, it's on there. I can do it. Sweet. Do double it. feature. Get it through Walmart, Target, Amazon. Yeah, so I can get that. So a double feature of Eddie and the Cruisers and Eddie Lives. You can win it. There you and go. And the code word should be Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Eddie Spaghetti. That's was Eddie Money's name. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so just Eddie. Plain old Eddie will work. Yeah, so send it to us to the Pop Ninja uh, Facebook page in a private message, and he may win a uh, Blu-ray. Sweet. I'm going to send you a message then. Okay. Oh, you want it. Yeah, I want yeah, Eddie and the Cruisers on Better be yeah. incognito. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll use my... I'll use my secret. Uh, I know you're alias. Best. I'll use my yeah. alias. You're gonna oh, get an no, entry okay. from Colt Man Tooth. <laughs> Colt Man Tooth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might figure that out if I have all my marbles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
Well, hey, I want to thank everybody for listening again. And I think we had some fun today. Uh, Listen to us next week for another brand new episode of the Pop Ninja Podcast. And as we sign off, I want to leave you with this final thought. This is a story of one of America's great unsung heroes. I mean, you've seen him, but you never knew who he was. You've cheered for him and cried for him. Women have wanted to die for him. Did he ever get any credit? Or the girl? No. He was what we call a stuntman. And the reason I'm talking so fondly about him is, well, because it's me, Colt Seavers. Anyway, picture work isn't wall-to-wall employment. So maybe you wonder how a guy keeps his head together. Well, one way is to wait by the phone. And wait. And wait. The other is to take an occasional job for the court system of the United States of America where a man is considered innocent until proven guilty. Unfortunately, sometimes a lot of these people get out of jail on what we call bail. And they run like hell. That's where I come in. I sometimes pick up rent money trying to find them and bring them back to justice. They'll never make me president. But I got the best first ladies Some days I've got them as far as the eye can see Ooh-wee A morning dive with Jackie Smith I crash in the night with Cheryl But in the end, they'd never stay with me I might fall from a tall building So Burt Reynolds don't get hurt I might leave a mighty canyon So he can't kiss and flirt well, that smooth talker's kissing my girl, I'm just kissing dirt. Yes, blood, the lonely stuntman, had made a lover out of Bert.